The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 498 of the Riverfront, a Cincinnati Reds podcast. We are coming at you today with a bonus episode because we are feeling good. The Reds just moments ago defeated the, I want to say hated Seattle Mariners, but they're not hated at all, the oddly beloved uh, Seattle Mariners, 6-3. They have won three out of four and we have a live podcast coming up in Cincinnati this weekend. So we wanted to get some of the crew together to talk about the game, do a little state of the union buy, sell, or hold round table. But before we get into that, let's introduce this cast of characters. Up top beside me, I've got host of the Riverfront Bengal Show, your friend, my friend, everybody's favorite, Joe Farsing. Joe, how the heck are you? I'm doing really, really well, Nate. What are you doing on this beautiful Monday evening? It was a thousand degrees in Virginia, so I walked around and sweated for a while, and then said words that my mother wouldn't be proud of, and came home. <laughs> Below me, and also joining us today is host of Late Night Reds, the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Daniel. Tim, how are you, buddy? Well, I just got back right in the door from said Reds Mariners game, and told the wife um, I got to go do this, and so couldn't miss it. Could miss another chance to turn on the mics with you, crazy dudes. Listen, what a just champion. Tim Daniel goes to the game. His wife and daughter are the good luck charms. They're like a collective 11 and 1 at Reds games. And then he comes here to talk about it. You just could not be luckier. Um, before we go too far, guys, really quick, today's episode, as always, is brought to you by Seat Geek. You guys are smart people, so you know how SeatGeek works. They help you buy your tickets as easy as possible. Just do it and use the code word Riverfront, one word, for $20 off your first purchase. There's a banner some here that I could click. Boom, look at this. Technology. If you're not watching on YouTube, you are missing out. Plus, you don't get to see our handsome mugs. Especially Jess. All right. So, quick, quick recap. <laughs> I'm just going to gloss on past that. Yes, um, please. Please, 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 let's move on. The Reds had an important four-game set against the Chicago Cubs. They split that one two to two. We'll get into more detail on those in the normal show or listen to Tim's episode last night with Ben and Sydney. Um, I don't know. There's not a ton to say about a 2-2 split. I was, I was fully prepared to either ride the hype train or to be on the ledge ready to jump off, depending on how that series went. But they played – one of the and they held their own, which is something they haven't done a lot lately. Um, then they welcome Seattle Gino Suarez, Luis Castillo, and the Seattle Mariners to Cincinnati for today's Labor Day tilt. And they won pretty convincingly outside of a 
couple nerve-wracking bullpen moments. 6-3 victory. The bats showed up early. The guys are kind of scoring runs right now. Uh, they're, they're, they're playing some lifelike ball. I dare say, are the are the funds are the fun Reds back? Joe, let's just start there. Are the fun Reds back? I hope so because the Reds who strike out about 15 times a game and are back to just the mediocre pitching um, makes you actually miss the Luke Weaver days. That 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 team hasn't been fun for the past couple of weeks. Um, you're hope we're hoping that this is an actual bounce back and not just a dead cat bounce. I think. I mean, a lot of these guys have hit. You know. Are, are these younger players that are pushing past the rookie wall. I mean, most of these guys' seasons are were, were done last year at this time. We're wrapping up. So, I mean, this – you understand why they've worn down, why, you know, why they've kind of been struggling, and you hope this is them kind of just getting a second win for, you know, seeing the uh, – you know, seeing the prize at the end of the uh, – at the bottom of the box of cereal and, you know, and are striving to get things going again. So, Yeah, Absolutely. Tim, how are you feeling? How, how are the vibes in the Daniel household? Um, you know, we talked about on the show last night uh, quite a bit, me, Ben, and Sydney, about <clears> – <throat> sorry, that was uh, Northern Kentucky education there. Ben, Sydney, and I, uh, you know, kind of just discussed the strength of schedule the rest of the year, and I know we have been burned by that before, hashtag 2021. Um, but if you can get through this Seattle series, um, you know, you already got one. Um, but from there, you know, the schedule's pretty comfy until the Minnesota series in a couple of weeks and, and that's at GABP. So I feel pretty good. Um, I don't think they're catching Milwaukee by any stretch of the matter. So that's a $10 bet. I'm going to lose when I took him to win the central. Um, but I do think that it's certainly in play when you look at what they're going to against the teams they're battling for in the wild card. Like if you look at the Marlins, uh, murders row the next two weeks all the teams are playing. Holy cow. I don't think, I think they're going to fall out and I don't really believe in the giants. You saw that today. Justin Steele just destroyed them for the Cubs. So um, I think it's very in play that we could have two NL central, three NL central teams in the playoffs after everyone made fun of this division all off season. Yeah. I was getting ready to say the same thing. It's kind of crazy. Um, you look around the Reds, and I think I touched on this on their, our last show um, last Thursday, the Reds are five and five in their last 10 is as good or better than everybody that they are fighting right now, except for the Cubs and Phillies, the two teams atop the wild card standings. So it's not like they are scuffling while everyone else is setting the world on fire and they're going to get buried or anything like that. They just need to play a little bit better. Um, somehow or another, the game they win is a game started by TJ Antone. He was awesome. Not, so, not yeah. something that we would expect it. He was unreal, and that was fantastic to see. So – um, as we are recording this, the Reds are tied for the last wild card spot with the Diamondbacks. They are a half game up on Miami and a full game up on the San Francisco Giants. So there are a lot of series with serious, serious playoff implications going on right now and throughout this week. And I can't wait to keep talking about it with you guys. But that's not why we're here. We are here for a little State of the Union buy, sell, hold, hold round table. Just so we can get a feel for how the Reds are looking, how, how, how what we expect from them going forward into the rest of this year and the offseason, and just keep the good vibes flowing for this live show on Saturday that we are super pumped for. Speaking of live show, we should probably get into some details about that. Tim, why don't you take that one? I will. Hey, do you want to see our handsome faces and others? On Saturday at 4 p.m. at the stretch. Well, you're going to block my face as I read the off the thing? <laughs> God, you think you know a guy. 
Um, but Saturday, four to six, leading you into Reds Cardinals on Saturday. Hopefully, one Hunter Green is off the COVID list and back by then. Fingers crossed. Um, but you know, we're gonna have that. Joe and Greg are gonna be hyping up the Bengals season as is week one eve that day. Uh, for the Bengals, who are currently two and a half point favorites, go to Cleveland to take on the Brownies. Um, and then Ben and I will be there. We'll have some guests like uh, Jeff Carr, my evil twin. Um, and then James Rapine is going to come hang out and talk a little Bengals with everybody as well from Lockdown Bengals. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there are rumors that my mother will be in attendance. Ooh. I have not confirmed it quite yet, uh, but there are rumors. Does that mean I've got to watch my uh, uh, watch my language a little bit? I mean, my daughter will be there, so yes. <laughs> I swear in front of my kids. <laughs> I'll I'll try. I don't care what you do, Joe. I use church language. You're a grown man. Listen, we know what we are risking by inviting uh, Joe Farsi on a live show. So we'll uh, <laughs> sleep in the bed we make. Yeah, yeah, we're pumped up. We're gonna have all the usual cast of characters. We're gonna have uh, you know the pop father Bill Lack, myself. We're hoping for a little Carlos Guevara appearance. We, can we know he's so gonna be lucky. in town. It's gonna be be around, so we'll do we'll do what we can. But all right, guys, let's get into this. So the format's pretty simple. I'm gonna throw out a topic. We'll go one by one. You get to buy, sell, or hold whatever statement I throw out. Ready to rock? Let's do it. All right, let's start with some current events. This one is probably the most important one to me heading into this live show weekend. Uh, we'll start with you, Joe. Buy, sell, or hold. We will see Joey Votto in the lineup on September 9th. Uh, I'm going to go with sell. They like to uh, – Oh. <laughs> only only because the Reds like to throw everybody on a um, on a rehab stint, even though a lot of teams are doing away with that, and I think it's kind of dumb. Uh, the Reds send everybody on rehab stints, and there hasn't been a, 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 even a, uh, a hint of anything about him uh, going down to Louisville to play some games. I would love to see it. I would be excited as hell. Might be, you know, my last chance to see him in a Reds uniform. Definitely your last chance to see him in a Reds uniform, but I I don't see it. I, I like am. Tim. I'm going to buy. I Boom, think uh, I think that, one, he definitely wants to be in the lineup on his 40th birthday on Sunday. So I think that that is the step to it. And, you know, I, I do agree with Joe. Like, obviously, the Reds are very, very big on rehab assignments. Um, but you know, he's with the club right now. And I think that, you know, the game plan was always as soon as, soon as they can get him off the IL, he's going to play. And I think he's going to push for it. And so, um, yeah, I think we will see Joey Votto this weekend against the Redbirds. I love it. I too, am going to buy that. Um, thank you. Joe's reasoning is awfully darn sound, but I'm just going to hold out the hope that the, the reason we scheduled this live show for this late in the year has less to do with it being a 500th episode and more to do with the fact that we just really wanted a chance to see Joey, make sure he was back. So fingers crossed that happens. I have a feeling that once he's ready, he's going to push to stay on the roster. He's he's potentially auditioning for his his future these last few weeks, and I don't think he'll let any time go by. So um, we got two buys and a sale on that one. Next up, more current events. At some point in 2023, we will see a rotation of Hunter Green, Graham Ashcraft, Andrew Abbott, Brandon Williamson, and Connor Phillips. I wanted to throw Nick Lodolo in that spot, but we are definitely selling that possibility. Um, so we'll go to the next five men up. We'll start with you, Tim. 
will we see what is probably the Reds' best five starting pitchers in the organization right now lining up in succession in 2023? No. I'm okay, sorry. moving on. Yeah, I just <laughs> it's just uh you know, with Graham Ashcraft's injury, I don't know how it's gonna, you know, how how he's gonna be able to come back from that in a justifiable time. Um and you know, with this COVID stuff going around the clubhouse right now. It feels like people are just dropping like flies. It's crazy. Um, so hope I would love to say yes. I just I can't see a scenario where it pops up. Yeah. It's hard to hard to argue with that. Joe, what do you think? Uh hard to agree on that one. Again, this is this team has had a ton of weird, fluky injuries. And then this past week happened, and there were 19 transactions that the Reds had to make within a 33 hour period, I think. They they actually put it kind of snarkily on Twitter. And they listed all 19 transactions with guys going on different lists and rehabs and uh, being DFA'd and everything. I, I don't like. You might see some of those five back at some point before you know all of that. All those five in the rotation at some point before the end of the season. I just don't see them as those five, you know, specifically. Plus, where's I, I don't see Ben Lively's name anywhere. You know what? I almost put Lively in that Connor Phillips spot just to, you know. Give him credit for all the work he's done this year, but that's not as exciting. I'm sorry, Ben Lively. I'd, I'd love to drink a beer and smoke a cigarette with you after the game, but <laughs> less exciting. Um, I'm, I'm also going to sell this one. If Ashcraft wasn't on the IL, then I think there would be a chance. Connor Phillips, uh, somewhat heralded Reds prospect, is making his debut tomorrow or today as y'all are seeing this. And if Ashcraft was not on the IL, then that might be the way things lined up, but – I'm just not optimistic. Optimistic. So I hope so. I'm going to sell it. But if it does happen, I'll be a happy young man. All right, so let's go slightly further into the future. And let's just get down to the nitty gritty. Joe, the Cincinnati Reds will finish this season with a winning record. Buy, sell, or hold? I'm going to buy. Um, My man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm the more skeptical you know, especially you know, among the three of us, I'm I'm easily the most skeptical and pessimistic. You? No. It's surprising. I, I I know. Um, but this is a team that has overcome so much crap. Um, I mean, what are, are they? Four games over right now. Four games over. Seventy-two games and sixty-eight over. as of recording. Yeah, and I mean they've got a soft. You know, they've got a soft landing. Again, after this, you know, after these games, the only other team above five hundred that they play are the Twins, and the Twins. Aren't exactly barely you know, above. Yeah, they, they're, they're not exactly uh, challenging the uh, all-time wins record. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's much stronger than uh, uh, much stronger possibility that, than anything else. They're going to finish above five hundred. Okay, I love it. Optimistic Joe is a first-time appearance on this show. <laughs> Whoa, everybody! Uh, it's a, it's a only... moment in history. Clip that for TikTok. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> yeah, Tim, buy a seller hole. What do you got? I'm buying, man. Uh, I feel like, you know, I talked about it earlier. We just talked, Joe just mentioned a second ago. If you look at the schedule, they don't play another team above 500 on the road this year. And uh, look at those home road splits. The Reds are a better Mm -hmm. road team record wise at home. Um, If you look at what they have left, you know, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Cleveland, uh, there's no way that they don't have 10 more wins in them. There's just no way. Pittsburgh and St. Louis, gross. Can't think of two nastier franchises. Tell me about it. Turderers, bro. 
just made that up. You're welcome. I really like um, it. Yeah, I dug it. It's good. <laughs> I am uh, also going to buy this one. This is the hardest of all the buys. The team is, I don't know. Didn't you just hear the intro? The fun reds are back. They're about to get hot again. They're about to go into tear. We're going to laugh that we even had to ask this question in a few days, maybe a couple weeks. So go reds. Tyler Stevenson's put the team on his back. And the so, Reds are going to march to an above 500 record. This is our in sync round because we went bye, bye, bye. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. All right, Tim, you are promoted to Czar and Overlord of the Riverfront because that was awesome. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I, I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm aboard so, with the promotion. I just, to, uh, the reference is just <laughs> this front realm. <laughs> It's administration. All right. Uh, next by seller hold. We'll go back to you, Tim. The Reds will not only finish with the winning record, but they will make the playoffs. Bye. I'm in. Woo. I mean, they basically extended the wild card for teams like the Reds, right? Like this is like in the NBA, how 16 teams make the playoffs now. So um, yeah, they, you know, look, 2021, that team's in the playoffs and we have the current playoff format. So yeah, they're probably going to Atlanta round one, which is not going to be fun, realistically. Uh, they could pull it off. Who fucking knows with this team, how they do things. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Miami's dropping out. I think San Francisco's going to drop out. And that leaves the Reds, the Diamondbacks, the Phillies, and the Cubs. Now, granted, the Diamondbacks do have two Rocky series, which is not fair. But um, I still believe in the Reds over them. Love it. How about you, Joe? Um, I'm going to go on hold right now just because I tell me what, you know, tell me what the rotation looks like in a week. Um, if most, you know, if, if most of the guys are back, which they should be again, I, I, I haven't heard really much about Ashcraft's toe. I, mean, I, I know he had the MRI right after the game, but, um, sorry, I had a net flyer right in front of my face. And <laughs> I'm not having back um, making points here. I love it. Right. Um, but I think if, Green, you know, if Hunter Green's back, if Williamson's back in the rotation, if, you know, Lively, you know, again, say what you want about Lively, but I mean, he's so far overperformed what you expected. And, you know, and, and, and he's eating innings. He's, you know, he's getting through five innings when, you know, you wouldn't expect him to get through three. Um, if those guys are back in the, in the rotation within a week, then I'm, you know, I would definitely buy. But right now it's, it's hold. I think they're in a good position. Um, I think they're a better all-around team than the Diamondbacks, and yeah, the uh, Marlins and Giants are about to you know, uh, fall out. Because Marlins, yeah, they, they've got just a ridiculous stretch coming up to the end of the season. <sighs> yeah, real tough. Unbelievable. Yeah, no one did them any favors when they. Well, I mean, I guess they didn't didn't expect them to be where they are, but man, it's crazy. And the Rockies. I mean, the Cubs get to get a Rocky series too. What the yeah. shit? <laughs> Balance schedule my ass. Well, see, they're, they're the Cubs, and what's I mean, what's their history? Their their history of, is cubbing and just shit in the bed. So it's it's not inconceivable that they, you know, that they, crap, you True. know, crap their pants. True. I would love to see all of them crap their pants. Yes. Um, she grabbed gonna... his pants in a game once. It's true. Uh, Paul Pierce, maybe we don't know. Inconclusive. <laughs> um, I am gonna buy this because I have to, man. I am. I just need the Reds to make the stinking playoffs. We talk about it all the time. You never know when your next chance is going to be. We feel really good about the future of this team, I think. I think all three of us are pretty big fans of this young core, but you just don't know. And it's only happened six times in my life. So I'm going to say 
that I'm buying this because we're, we're this close. And it, it seems like there's a little bit of a spark right now. Um, I'm not saying it's smart money, but smart money don't make money. Scared like money that. does, though. Scared money do. All right, next one. After 162 games, and we can probably blow through this one pretty quick, we are going to look back and say that this season was a success. Joe, start with you. If you were to ask me in April if they were in this position, like you told me that they would have, uh, they'd be in this position, um, I would have first off thought you were drunk and crazy and would probably call some sort of mental health specialist to uh, uh, take you into some inpatient unit. Um, yeah, I mean, this season's been a success. It's, it'll, I mean, it'll be a letdown if they don't, you know, if, if they don't make the playoffs because, you know, they've got so close and they were in position and due to circumstances outside of the players control, they, mm-hmm. you know, didn't do everything possible to, you know, to put, you know, put themselves in the best position. But, um, yeah, I mean, this season's, as I, I think is a success. I mean, they brought up all the rookies. Mm-hmm. They got rid of, I mean, they, Cut bait on Will Myers that you know they're cutting bait on on uh, uh, on crap that's holding them down and that's and, and, and you know and they've still been winning despite all that so it's yeah this season's a success okay like it Tim uh yeah I think um I do definitely think the expectations obviously changed after the twelve game win streak um but big picture yeah it's a success yeah I agree Joe touched on something that I did want to bring up the only real <laughs> argument against it would be that it, especially if they sort of falter a little bit and don't make the playoffs, that the fact that they did so little to improve the team when they had the chance at the deadline, then you could look at it as almost detrimental. You missed a chance to not get these young guys playoff experience. Um, I don't know, but I, I, that's, that's the only re- argument I can think of against it. I do agree with you guys that no matter what happens, this season has been so much fun. One of the most likable Reds teams of my lifetime. I think this has been a resounding success. But we'll see. If they lose the rest of the game from here on out, I will uh, smash a tall glass of bourbon and feel a lot differently, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look slightly further down the road. I got some questions that I'm interested to get your all's take on. First one, TJ Friedel is the long-term center fielder for the Cincinnati Reds, buy, sell, or hold. And I'm going to say long-term means – Three seasons after this one, at least. How about, about that? Um, that's, that's a long time to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sell strictly because I think he is like right underneath his ceiling. I think he's great. I think he's been awesome for this team. Um, I'm sick of his bunting at times. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's very, very fun. Um you know, it's like the Larry Bird, no, 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 yes shot. It's like what I consider TJ Friedel's bunts. Um, yeah. But, you know, how much better is TJ Friedel going to get? And I think that's kind of the question you have to ask there. And that sucks because I think he's been, you know, a revelation for what this team needed this year. But I don't see any way where it's like, maybe you get through arbitration with them and that's it. Yeah. All right, Joe? Yeah, I pretty much have to echo everything that Tim said. He's pretty. I think he's at his 90, 90th percentile um, performance right now. I mean, he's. I mean, this is a guy that was undrafted when they, you know, when they had a much fuller draft. Um, he's been spectacular defensively. He's got a lot more pop than people expect him to have. 
but yeah, I mean, we're seeing him wear down as the season goes on. Um, I, I, you know, the Reds have so many middle infielders coming up and they're, you know, they're going to end up getting moved to different positions. So yeah, I think 2024 might be his last season as a primary, you know, as a regular, maybe 2025 back into maybe platoon or something like that. And I think, you know, he'll be gone by, you know, an afterthought by 2026. Yeah, if we're looking at it right now, I mean, DJ Friedel has a 760 OPS, and that was with a super, super hot first half of the season. So he's coming back down to earth quite a bit. I'm a huge TJ Friedel fan. Um, so I, I, I'm i going to sell this also, but I, I would like to leave some room available to reverse course in the future because he's just the kind of guy I like having on the team. Sure. If, if he was willing to come and just be a more of a utility – more of a utility role, Grant, that wasn't the question. I would be thrilled. I would love to see that guy in the red and white for a long, long time. But I think um, kind of jumping the gun on a question I'm going to ask here in a minute, center field is definitely a spot that the Reds need to be addressing in the offseason. Yeah, so I think he's, we, go ahead, I was say, he's like Ryan Friel without the CTE. Yeah. But, and, you know, and that, that never, was never good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a fun guy to have around. Uh, did you know a lot of useful things, but he's not someone that you really want to be out there 140 times, you know, 140 games a season because there's there's just a, a ceiling on you know he, he's not uh, just has a you know hard ceiling on him that he he's just not going to be a all star caliber guy. Yeah. And, and those are fun fun guys to have. Those are fine. You know, you have sure. four or five guys like that on your team, and you're doing well. Yeah, that was why we were lobbying so hard for him to make the All-Star game this year because it was most likely his best and only shot. But, hey, prove me wrong, TJ. I would love to be wrong on that. All right, moving on. Um, Buy, sell, or hold. The Reds will make at least one splash in free agency. Emphasis on the word splash. I don't want to hear this little, like, random throwaway retread, guys. It's got to be a stud. Joe, bat lead off. Um, well, I mean, when you drop a big turd, sometimes there's a splash, and I think that's the splash that we're that we're probably going to get from uh, from the rest. There's of the, the Joe we know. <laughs> Is that a reference to cutting Mike Mustakas dropping a big turd? <laughs> um, there is zero reason why they can't go out and hell throw half a billion dollars out, you know, at Shohei or, or whatever, you know, they they have. So much, I'm say room. There's no salary cap. They have so little money tied up in the future. Um, but when Mike Mustakis and um, uh, Nick Castellanos are your two biggest, and, and Castellanos was great in 2021, but when those are your biggest free agent uh, contracts ever, and they were 16 million a year, no, nah, you, you know, I mean, you've got a better chance of winning the lottery than you do uh, laying money on the Reds signing a top. 20 free agent this uh this this offseason i don't like it i've been hearing on red's twitter that they're gonna make the team better this offseason so we'll see tim what do you got i am buying Woo-hoo. i think that uh you know joe referenced uh the cassianos and the deals and you know the year before that if we go back to 2019 they made that big trade and obviously didn't work out such as life um but Holy shit, my cat just jumped in the room. Scared the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but back on track here, uh, I think they're going to 
do something. Um, starting pitching out there is pretty solid for this for this off for this free agency. And I'm I'm all for you know Cody Bellinger's only got a one year deal with the Cubs. I'm all for so he doesn't kick our ass. Just putting him on our team. You know. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm gonna hold. I was leaning towards sale, just because I had a hard time believing that the Castellinos are gonna do the right thing. That's no surprise to anybody that listens to this show with any regularity. But I want to stay a little bit optimistic. I think that the way this season has kind of unfolded, it would be criminal not to address the serious, serious holes in this lineup and rotation. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold for now with serious hopes that they make a move to do something. I still hold. John India will be a red. Sell, 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 The floor is yours. Love India. Absolutely love him. There's no place for him on this team anymore. I hate it. All right, I hate it. I really do because I think he's, you know, I think he's been a great leader. His rookie season was a, so much fun. I just can't see a place for him with McLean and Ellie and all these guys. Yeah. Joe? Yeah, and his ceiling, I think, was 2021. Um, last two years, yeah, he's had a lot of injuries and everything, but he also wasn't a guy who tore up the minor leagues either. So, A, he doesn't have, you know, he, out of position, and, and he doesn't have the uh, versatility. I mean, he's, he's not a good defensive second baseman. Um, I don't think he's got the arm to play third base, and, you know, he's never played outfield. Uh, my knowledge, he hasn't played outfield in, in the minors uh, or I don't know if he even played in college at some point. Um, so I don't know if he, yeah, he doesn't have a spot to go and his ceiling is so much lower than any of these guys that are coming up. So I think it's, I, I'm not going to say it's a definite sell, um, but I'd, uh, at the very least somewhere between sell and hold that, that it'll be traded. All right. Well, I'm going to buy that he is a red next year. And that is because you guys both went sale. And I don't want this to be the most boring show ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there is a world where he comes back and plays for the Reds for a month or two before getting traded at some point next season. Um, I think trading him right now is not going to be, you're not going to get maximum value Yeah, for a guy true. like him. Um, if he can come back and set the world on fire and lead the Reds to a playoff spot, That'd be great. Get the value up, but I'm just not sure. So I think that they will give him a little bit longer rope than we would. I think any three of the three of us would if we were running things. But we'll see him again for at least a little while next year. All right, moving on. This is the one that hits home the most. And we'll start with Brother Tim. Buy, sell, or hold. Joey Votto will play for the Reds in 2024. I'm going to buy for all the exact reasons I said I was going to sell Jonathan India. <laughs> um, you know, obviously it looks like first base is probably CESs for the future. Um, but, you know, if you go into the offseason, the conversations you heard with the media between Joey and Nick Crawl, both were like very much like, hey, like this is where I want to end things, where I started, where I want to end it here. You know, and that was mutual. So do I think they're going to pick up the 22 million? No. Would I? Yeah, honestly, I would. I think that he was, you know, he was a above average hitter when he was healthy this year. 
Um, you know, I don't give two craps what his batting ever said. I know that he hit tanks this year. Um, and look, this team needs veteran leadership. I, I, I know I got shit for this a couple weeks ago saying I was, uh, you know, managing with my hearts when I had this conversation on late night reds. But if you think about this realistically, let's say Joey moves on and they don't go get somebody in free agency. Who's like the go-to guy. Who's the, like, things aren't going well. Who can I have a conversation with on the bench guy? Like Tyler Stevenson, you know, no, they keep Jonathan India. Is he that guy? Um, also, look, Joey Vada needs to break the home run record for the Reds franchise, which it needs you. to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Joe, what do you think? Um, I'm going to lean towards buy only because we know that Castellini is someone who is, at least traditionally, um, very loyal and doesn't like giving up fan favorites. Um, hence why Billy Hamilton was around so much longer. Um I think they find a way to take the option, you know, the, the, the player option or, you know, with the team option, the, what is it? 22 million, 20, 22 and a half, I think. Okay. And find a way to leverage that over two seasons. Cause I mean, they're already paying up $7 million to, uh, uh yeah. to, to decline it. So 15 million, you know, over two years, seven and a half million for someone who's, who's worth it. I mean, that that's, that's less than what it, Less less than one war. I mean, the average or the value of one war is what eight, somewhere around eight, give or take. And you're going to get over, you know, you're going to get one war in value from him. His BABIP this year is 206, which is ridiculously low. Isolated power, you know, his isolated uh, numbers 259. I mean, he's absolutely killing the ball. Yeah, his, you would like him to make a little more contact because that's Joey Votto we're used to, but he kind of foretold this. Like when he, you know, he, he will have to change his approach as he gets older. And yeah, he has to sell out more for power, which means more strikeouts. Uh, he still takes walks. He's still a valuable player. And as a left-handed Joe, as a left-handed Joseph, I love those guys. Let's keep those guys around here. I mean, it's sentimentally why I you know, can't let that guy go. Cannot let that ball guy for go. life, yeah. baby. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Love the vibes I'm getting from you two right now. I'm also going to buy this. I think they would be insane not to keep him around. I don't want to hear any crap about him being too expensive. They have the money. Hunter Green is the only player under contract for next season. Obviously, they have arbitration salaries they got to throw out. But ask him what he wants and write the check. I mean, Joe is he's a reasonable guy. At least we have every reason to believe that. If he wants to stay for one year, then you pick up the option. If he wants to stay for multiple and work out a deal like Joe just talked about. You need that kind of veteran leadership, and we know we have the evidence that he provides that veteran leadership. Mm-hmm. There, you see him on the bench talking to the guys. You hear the stories about him on the plane saving Will Benson's career. Um, look around the league at team DHs. Look at the guys who are playing five days a week and maybe a couple spot starts at first base. Like, how many of those guys are better than Joey Votto? Not many. Very, very, very few. So I get loving the young guys and wanting to see them take at bats. You know, 162 games a year, but that's not something that happens. It's not realistic, and you still need Joey Votto. The Reds owe it to Joey Votto. To go See, I, I look at let him break that record. Votto was drafted as a catcher. I say go back behind the plate and spell Tyler Stevenson a few games. Why not? <laughs> he can't be worse defensively. <laughs> all right, so we um, have to bring back local Luke. 
back local Luke. Yeah, bring back local Luke. I'm, I'm on board that train now. Next question. Buy, sir, buy, sell, hold. Luke Maley is a red next year. Bye. 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 We're all buying that. Love it. Keep local Luke until Alfredo Duno we, is. Do we need to do the? Do we need to do the wave when we do when we all do the buy though? <laughs> you gotta Sorry. bust out dance booth next time. Don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. All right, the uh, yeah. last buy sell hold for tonight. The Reds will lock up more young players to long term deals the way they did Hunter Green, the way the Braves have done with their young core. The Reds are going to do the same. Joe, buy sell hold. Uh, they talk about wanting to be the Rays. They need to put their money where their mouth is, but I do think that they will at least lock up one player, you know, maybe two. Um, my fear is it's going to be like the wrong player, like Lodolo, who unfortunately you need to see him. He needs to be able to, he needs to be on the, uh, on the mound before you can put any legitimate money on him. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they'll, they're going to explore that. And, and that's, again, that goes with my, they're not going to spend money on the free agent market because they're going to, you know, put money in this way. So. All right. I buy. like it. Tim. Uh, yeah, I buy. Um, I do believe that they're going to go that route. I think that they're at least going to try to do something with Ellie through arbitration. Um, obviously with, you know, who his agent is, that can make things a little tricky, but I think if they can at least know that they can get six years out of him, they're going to do everything they can to make that happen. One, obviously he's not even close to his ceiling Two, We know the fans really, really like him. And the, you know, they like to sell tickets for people with fan favorites, like Joe mentioned earlier. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm also going to buy this. I would have probably sold it had they not already done this with Hunter. Yeah. They've given us a little bit of hope. Um, I can see them doing it to Matt McClain being one of the first oh, ones. Please, yeah. please, um, please, please. Is that kind of guy that Cincinnati's yeah. always gravitated towards? You'd love to see him around. Um, I, it wouldn't break my heart to see them try to get something done with Spencer Steer. Um, obviously all these deals will be different. And yeah, even the Ellie thing, guy. I think they a hundred percent have to at least approach Ellie. One thing we all know, Scott Morris is his agent, but also if the player comes and says, get this deal done, the agent has to get the deal done. Yeah. So there's control. They signed Ellie De La Cruz for, I think $65,000. So we would be talking about generational, multi-generational wealth that he and his family and kids and their kids will never have to work again. And, Look at Ronald Acuna Jr. for Atlanta. You know, there, there's precedent there. So we're all buying that. And I hope I hope it gets done soon. I don't, I don't think they even need to wait till the offseason. Just start throwing them out right now. Can we find a way for uh, Ellie De La Cruz to get off of Under Armour and become a Nike athlete while we're at it? Because that's the way to go. Listen, maybe we can he can become a riverfront athlete. Yeah. We'll, we'll give him that big money. Mm-hmm. You write the check, so you know, that's up to you. Two bucks a game, Ellie. Come on, just slap a tattoo on your forehead and let's go. <laughs> All right, before we wrap things up here, let's go really quick. Roundtable predictions for the rest of 2023. Let's start with you, Joe. Um, I am probably the most cynical person towards Tyler Stevenson. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say his hot hitting continues, and he's going to finish with an OPS plus above 100. Right now, he's at 92. Like, like he's been hitting hot the last couple weeks, and it's back to the approach that he was, you know, that, that he did the last couple of years. It's uh, going away with, uh, you know, with, with anything, uh, anything hard, and then pulling stuff off speed. And and he's looked like the Tyler Stevenson we expected. So um, he's already had a career high for home runs. I'm going to say he hits another four home runs, and again, finishes with an OPS plus over 100. So. 
I like it. Um, I love it. Suspenser steer today, hit the twenty home run mark. My bold prediction for tw- the remainder of twenty twenty three is the Reds are going to have another guy. They're going to have two guys after having this terrible slump of power for most of the year end up with twenty homers. Hunter Renfro's got nineteen, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jake Fraley's like four homers away. So okay, yeah, we'll go. The Reds have three guys with twenty 15. homers. Yeah, Rick has fifteen. Yeah. Is that twenty so- did you know he had twenty stolen bases? Where did those come from? He he's he's in the top ten for outfield jumps. I listened to the game less or yesterday when they were talking about Harrison Bader's uh, outfield jumps. And in like he was just outside the top ten, and Jake Fraley is in the top ten in National League or Major League. For uh, outfield, you know, yeah. for getting jumps on the balls, which surprised the hell out of me. Like, I, yeah. I know he worked hard on his defense, and, and he's pretty good out there. But if you were to tell me a red was on that list, I would have guessed T.J. Friedel. Same. So, I, I do want to say that my preseason guess on uh, on your show, Tim, about Will Myers leading the team in home runs, I'm still holding strong on that. Um, he hit three of them before he was sent out. He's going to come back and hit. 18 more to finish with the 21 that I said he would in the next couple weeks. So for the Marlins. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. My prediction for the rest of 2023 is that the fun reds are fully back. We're going to play some exciting baseball for the rest of the month. The reds are not just going to make the playoffs. They're going to win a playoff series for the first time since oh, Moses pitched in the Cape Cod league. Bro, if they like went into Atlanta and won, it would just feel like justice for ninety-five. Yes. Yeah. So we call Reggie it... Sanders would Reggie Sanders would get into the Reds Hall of Fame definitely because everyone would forget <laughs> about that. Yeah. I love it. You heard it here first, guys. All right. So that's gonna do it for the episode. Any final thoughts before we go, Joe? Again, I mean this season's kinda I don't want to say it's gravy, but I mean it's I just want to see you know Keep seeing exciting baseball. It's still a fun team to watch, even when they struggle. You know they've got it in them. You know, I mean, look at uh, Friday night and, and the second game on Friday and the game on second game on Friday and the second and the game on Saturday. Absolutely lifeless the entire game. Ninth inning comes and the Riley Reds wake up from the dead. Cubs were had won fifty straight games that they were leading after the seventh inning, and they lose back to back games. So, I love it. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Um, well, this is like the most exciting time in Cincinnati sports that I can remember. Um, the Reds obviously making this run the wild card, the Bengals start, um, UC just won the big 12 championship when they're in the matchup against Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> they didn't. Salty, salty. Oh, oh, I, I, you could have fooled me otherwise by social media. Um, and yeah, by the way, check it all on the riverfront because we are awesome. We Unlike are. other networks out there. I love it. Um, thank you, you guys. Thank you guys. Stop it. <laughs> thank you guys for coming on. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to our friends and family at patreon.com slash riverfront Cincy. And hey, if you're in the area on Saturday, September 9th at 4 p.m., we will be at the stretch. And we're gonna do a little live show and we're gonna have a great time. And we're gonna leave that live show and we're going to go to the baseball game you mm-hmm. can hang out with us there we got tickets today we're gonna to be hanging out in section 146 144 Ooh, we're in the stacks area okay no, 144 we're two away 146 was sold out 
So we're getting our Nicoladolo bobbleheads. That's right. Can we get knee, a bobble leg? Since I was going to say, knee brace right. included. Yeah. And if you do want to go to that game and hang out with us, use the code Riverfront on SeatGeek and get $20 off your first purchase. You're just throwing money away if you don't. So shout out to you guys for coming on and doing this with me tonight. Shout out to the Reds for playing good baseball again. Finally, I feel like it's been three months. And go Reds. <laughs>